You're listening to the Rod Langway Fan Club. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rod Langway Fan Club Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Rollman, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Chechnita. Glad to be back. Uh, excited for the stretch run here, guys. And John Snowden. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of yoga recently, so... All right. John, now the studio looks a little bit different here. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the new soundboard, right? Uh, the one from last year had some problems because of all the damage that was done to it, so I've been saving up for this guy, and uh, here he is. He's looking nice, right? Are you sure it's not a she? It could be a she, I guess. Pretty sweet, man. But I have to say, what happened to the Rod Langway jersey, man? Oh, it's still, it's just getting dry cleaned right now. Got some stains? Um, it's just it's a little wear and tear, I'd say. You know, You've been just wearing a... it around town pretending to be Rod Langway again? I might have been doing a little Sunday role play, but uh, nothing. Some Rod play. Some Rod play, yeah. Hmm. So let's get into it. The stretch run, we've got a bunch of races for that fourth and final playoff spot in each division. Yeah, let's start out west because I feel like we always leave it till last. Uh, let's start there. Sure. Uh, right now, holding down the fourth spot, we've got the St. Louis Blues. Uh, it's definitely been kind of an up and down season for them so far. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think they really missed their captain from last year, Alec Petrangelo. He was kind of the bedrock of their team, and without him, they're not quite the same. Yeah, a few other guys missing as well, right, Jeff? Sure, that's right. Let's not forget they also lost Alexander Steen and Jay Bowmeister. I think an equally big uh, loss was that of Jake Allen. He moved along, and because of salary cap restraints, they had to let him go. And having Ville Husso as the backup this year has been a pretty big drop-off, and uh, Jordan Bennington hasn't really been able to pick up the slack. And they have not been without their injury problems. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko missed a large portion of the season. He is back now, but doesn't quite seem to be his old self just yet. Maybe by playoff time, he will. Yeah, sometimes those long-term injuries take a complete season or, you know, even a season and a half before a guy gets back to his old form. So we'll have to see about that. Yeah, and Colton Pareko, the loss of him, he's missed a bunch of games. Yeah, he is absolutely massive for them on the back end. And getting him healthy before the playoffs is going to be huge for their final push. Absolutely. We know they have the pedigree. We know they have the coaching. They have the experience. So, I mean, maybe, maybe if they do, they have bright days ahead for them. Who are they competing with here, though? Well, uh, a couple of teams. I think probably their biggest competitor at this point is the Arizona Coyotes. Now, they've had their own injury problems, especially between the pipes. Uh, Darcy Kemper looks like he won't be back for a while. Uh, Antti Rant has been in and out of the lineup. He did just return, but uh, with a bit of a stinker to start things off. But uh, it's been mostly Aiden Hill recently. Yeah, and he's been serviceable and good at times. Is it going to be enough to get them over the hump, though? Hard to say. I think the scoring's going to have to pick up. They've got a few guys that can score, but not consistently. So I, their main guys this year have been Phil Kessel, uh, Connor Garland. Uh, Keller's had some moments, but again, inconsistency is the story for this team when it comes to lighting the lamp. How about Jacob Chikorin on the blue line? Yeah, he's, he's really emerged as their number one defenseman, and this is exactly what they were hoping for when they drafted him in the first round. So this has been one of the few positives uh, as they struggle towards a playoff berth. Yeah, I just think they need a, a more top-end scoring. I mean, if they could get a little more contributions from some of their young guys, like Clayton Keller, he's been okay, but they really need him to emerge as, as one of their star talents. Yeah, and uh, Christian Dvorak had a nice start to the season, but he's been pretty quiet recently. So how do you guys think it's going to shake down? Well, we Who's should mention on? one more team. Uh, I know that we're all kind of down on them, but the San Jose Sharks are still in the mix. Sure. Sure. A little nice resurgence, man. I thought that, that team was dead in the water. Yeah, I think we all did. And I, we have to give credit to Martin Jones, who I think we'd all written off. Uh, in the last month here, he's been 
playing some pretty solid uh, nets with a 920 save percentage over the last 30 days. Yeah, that's surprising. I wouldn't have thought that was possible for him. What is up with the fall of Eric Carlson? I think it's just injuries have piled up and he was a guy who always relied on his quickness and he just lost that half step. It's the difference between shaking loose and taking a big hit along the boards and he's not the biggest guy. So I just think that his best years are probably behind him. Yeah, those are some expensive points he's putting up though, those few points. Yeah, there's a lot of money invested to him, also in Brent Burns, who has been good, but he's not at that elite level anymore. Uh, Thomas Hurdle is back and healthy, and he's playing pretty well. And Evander Kane's been a pretty uh, solid contributor as well this season. Yeah, but I would say also, this is another team that needs some offensive pop that they just don't have on the roster. Yeah, they just have so much money committed to those defensemen. Uh, Mark Edward Vlasic, another veteran defenseman, making a lot of money. I just think this is going to be a problem for them moving forward. And uh, we might have seen the last of the uh, San Jose Sharks being a consistent playoff team. All right, let's move on to the Discover Card Central. Who's battling out for the last playoff spot? Do you have stocks in Discover Card, or what's you're going to start <laughs> using those names, hey? That's the sponsorship, yo. All right, well, uh, the Central Division, surprisingly, the Nashville Predators are holding down the fourth spot. I don't think any of us gave them any credit in our last show. No, but what a turnaround it has been for them. Well, you remember the question that we asked on the last show, right? Well, I asked about their goaltender, UC Soros. I said, who is UC Soros? We don't quite know who this man is, but he has really shown us who he is over the last month or so, right? It feels like forever that we've been waiting for him to take the reins from Pekka Rene, and it's, it's happening. He's been on absolute fire with a 9.51 save percentage, a 10-3 record with a 1.51 goals against average in the last couple of uh, months here. It's absolutely incredible. And boy, do they need it because they still just don't get the scoring. Well, I think we can blame part of that on all of the injuries they've had to endure this season. Losing Forsberg. Uh, Tolvanen just went down after he got hot. Matt Duchesne hasn't played in forever. Uh, it's really been kind of a scoring-by-committee situation with them. Yeah, that's such a shame, Bull Tolvan and that young kid. He was looking really good there. Yeah, he's week-to-week, so they might not see him back until right at the tail end of the regular season. Uh, but they've had some contributions. Uh, Marcus Granlund, uh, Callie Yarncroak, I should say. There's a tough name to pronounce. <laughs> Arvidsson's been in and out of the lineup, but he's been chipping in offensively as well. But I think it really starts with uh, their defensemen. Yes, uh, much like last year, Roman Yossi leading the charge, uh, the team's top scorer, which is great. I mean, it's nice to have defensemen being able to chip in like that, but I don't think it's ideal when you rely on your defensemen for so much of your offensive output. Well, and a couple of those other guys who are expected to chip in, uh, Ryan Ellis, for example, he missed a huge stretch. He is finally back in the lineup, so they're hoping that he can kind of uh, kickstart things from the back end. And then the other guy that everyone was talking about maybe being moved at the deadline, uh, Matthias Ekholm, he's still there, and uh, I think he's going to be a huge part of any playoff run that they make. Yes, he is one of the most underrated defensemen in the league. Well, who's chasing them, guys? Well, how about the Chicago Blackhawks? They're right behind, yeah. Yeah, I really didn't think that this would last. Uh, They are definitely still in the mix, and it's still the same cast of characters. You know, Uh, you've got, obviously, Patrick Kane absolutely tearing it up. Uh, Alex DeBrinkett has refound his scoring touch. Uh, nice to see Kirby Doc is back and healthy after breaking his wrists at the World Juniors. That was really sad. Um, but 
do they have enough to get in there? Yeah, I mean, after those two guys, Kane and Dabrinkit, their offense kind of falls off a cliff, right? They don't really have the secondary scoring, especially without Jonathan Taves around. So, I mean, you know, what do we think about their prospects here? Not great. Yeah. Kevin Lankinen was uh, lights out for a while, but he's starting to come back down to earth as well. Absolutely. But I do admire their coach, man. If you can get him into the playoffs, he probably might be coach of the year. We'll see. Uh, so who's the real team that's chasing them then? Well, I think it's going to be the Dallas Stars. Sure. Now, they did miss a large stretch of games at the start of the year, so they've got a lot of games in hand. Uh, but they've also been dealing with a lot of injuries on their side too. Uh, ben Bishop and uh, Alexander Radulov both declared out for the season. Tyler Sagan, Sagan yeah. Yeah, it looks Sagan. like Tyler Sagan uh, could come back in a few weeks, but, I mean, who knows where they're going to be by that time. Uh, another guy who's hurt but still playing every now and then, missing a game, but uh, for the most part, Rupe Hintz has yeah, been... Yeah, great year for wow. Rupe. Yes, yeah, he's, he's playing solid. on one leg out there, uh, still flying up and down the ice, needing maintenance days, but uh, he's been a heart and soul player for them at both ends of the ice. That's right, and how about Jason Robertson? Everyone talks about Nick Robertson, at least Lee fans do anyways, but Jason Robertson's been fantastic for the Dallas Stars. Yeah, he's second in rookie scoring, and he's been playing on that first line uh, with Hints and Joe Pavelski. Uh, father time Continues doesn't, on this year. Uh, doesn't have any effect upon this man, apparently. Yeah, I mean, but their strength really is their D, I would say, right? I mean, that's probably their, their best asset. Yeah, Miro Haskinen, I mean, he's going to win a Norris Trophy someday, I think. For sure. John Klingberg is excellent. Uh, I think he's underrated in his own end. Obviously, the offensive contributions have been talked about. Um, they also made a nice little ad uh, getting Sammy Votnin. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to help out as a, you know, a bottom defender. Sure, and they have some big bodies back there with Essel Lindell and Jamie Alexiak. Those, yeah, those guys are both excellent defensively. Yeah, and they'll be valuable in the playoffs if they can get there. And how about in net? Yeah, well, they've got, uh, obviously, uh, Hudobin, who led them on that magical run last season. But uh, the first-round pick, Jake Ottinger, he's been playing well for them as well. Uh, so it's nice to have two options, especially in a condensed schedule. And how about the Canadian division? Sorry, the North division. Well, uh, you know, it's funny because even just a few days ago, I kind of thought the North was done. Montreal had the fourth spot locked up. But uh, Calgary's going on a little bit of a run here, and Montreal's kind of fallen on hard times. So I think this is still a race worth looking at. And they're playing each other a number of times over the next uh, little while, right? So yeah. this is going to be an exciting stretch of games. Nervous times for me, but uh, yeah, I think we have to talk about the injuries. Yeah, that's right. The loss of Brendan Gallagher, the heart and soul player of the Montreal Canadiens. That's a tough one to take. Yeah, he really is the engine that drives that team. Uh, Carey Price also has been banged up and he's missed about a week here. So if he's not healthy and they have to rely on Jake Allen only, uh, this could be a big problem. Yeah, goaltending has not been their strong suit of late. However, um, the top line from last year, Philip Deneau and Tom's Tatar, have really turned it on recently, and uh, that's a bright spot for them. Yeah, goals have been hard to come by. Uh, Jonathan Drouin with two goals on the season, making $5.5 million per season. This is not good enough. Uh, also concerning Shea Weber's play. He's sure. been coughing up the puck a lot in his own end. Uh, he doesn't seem to be unleashing that booming slap shot either. I th uh, there's been talk about him maybe having a shoulder injury. Um, maybe he's just tired too with the condensed schedule. Yeah, I mean, he's getting a little long in the tooth. You probably shouldn't be relying on him too much if you can avoid it. No, I think if this team's going to get to the playoffs, the young guys are going to have to step up. I want to see more from Nick Suzuki and Jesperi Kotkaniemi. 
Uh, and they do have one ace in the hole. Cole Caulfield has made his professional debut with two game-winning goals in his first two games. Uh, I look for him to get a call-up down the stretch if things go off the rails. How about Eric Stahl? Does he add anything? Honestly, from what I've seen so far, I think he's he's a name, but I think he's done. He just can't skate at an NHL level anymore. He was never a burner, but he really labors going up and down the ice. And how about the team that's chasing them, the Calgary Flames? What do you guys think of them? I think inconsistency is the word for them. Well, I mean, the coaching change was a big thing for them, and uh, I think a lot pe- a lot of people were skeptical. They really needed a coach that could get some of their offensive talent, especially Johnny Goudreau, going. And was Daryl Sutter really the guy for that job? Yeah, he has tightened things up a little bit defensively, but yeah, some of the offensive stars, uh, they're not known for playing the 200-foot the games, so uh, I know Monaghan's been uh, on the fourth line here for a while. Yeah, I mean, Kachuk, Goudreau, it's, it's, been, it's been kind of tough on offense for them. Yeah, I think the only guys who've really been contributing uh, consistently have been Elias Lindholm, and Michael Backlund's been on a bit of a tear as well. And congrats to Milan Lucic. He reached 1,000 games. Yeah, uh, you know what? He is still an NHL-caliber player. I thought he was done for a few years ago in Edmonton, but uh, actually he's been pretty decent for them. Yeah, and he could be a beast in the playoffs if they can get there. Yeah, it's going to be a long shot. Uh, they're really going to need their goaltending, and really they're just down to Markstrom at this That's point, right, having Markstrom. traded David Riddick. Yeah, and Markstrom, I mean, he's a great goalie, but he has not been performing up to snuff recently, and they're going to need him to perform to that level if they want to get in there. Yeah, they've got an uphill battle ahead of them, but they do have those games against Montreal, like we said, so uh, it is possible. It's going to be an exciting race. Let's move on to our final division, the East Division. Now, if you had asked me at the beginning of the season who would be fighting it out for the last playoff spot, I probably would have said the Islanders or the Pittsburgh Penguins, but the Islanders have been on an amazing run. Penguins have been looking great. And now battling it out for that last spot, we've got the Boston Bruins, the New York Rangers, and the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, the Bruins are in the fourth spot right now. Starting to get healthy. Uh, They had a lot of problems with the goaltending injuries this season. Uh, Rask has been in and out of the lineup, and Yaroslav Halak is currently on the COVID-19 list. Yeah, um, but Rask is back, and he's been playing quite well. And uh, obviously, they have made some moves. We mentioned it in our uh, trade deadline edition. Um, But picking up Taylor Hall, I think they're hoping that this is going to put them over the top. Yeah, secondary scoring has been an issue for this team. Obviously, they have that perfection line. Uh, Marchand, Bergeron, and Pasternak. But beyond that, it's been, you know, a little bit touch and go. That's right. They've been trying to break it up. And how about Craig Smith? Yeah, he's been uh, playing on the first line recently, and he's been scoring at nearly a point-per-game pace for the last few weeks. Yeah, if if they can keep that up and have him on a second line with Hall, that could be a dangerous one-two punch. Yeah, David Krejci's a solid number two pivot, and now he has a few more options at wing. Who do you think they need uh, more out of? Well, uh, I think that the defensemen need to stay healthy. So Matt Grizzlick has missed a lot of time this season. He's got a lot of potential. He's shown flashes of it. Uh, Charlie McAvoy is a guy who's, you know, been touted as the next great defenseman in Boston. And he's, again, also shown flashes, but he's got to bring it consistently. And he just came back. Yes. So hopefully uh, he can stay healthy for Boston down the stretch as they fight for this last playoff spot. And chasing the Boston Bruins is the New York Rangers. What do you think their outlook is in the last couple weeks of the season? Well, I mean, this is an exciting team. This is a team that we said in our preseason preview was going to be fun, 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 exciting, exciting, exciting. And uh, they were not at all for the first stretch of the season. But here they are. This is the team that we signed up to watch. Um, I mean, Adam Fox has been great all year, but Mika Zibanejad is back. Shesterkin and Net has been great. 
And, I mean, the team is just scoring goals. They have a great goal differential. It's surprising to see a team with a plus 20-something goal differential out of the playoffs. That's right. And with Panarin missing a bunch of games, but now he's back at full speed. Yeah, there is a lot of offense up and down that lineup. Uh, let's not forget uh, Mr. Butchnevich. Butchnevich, yeah. He's been excellent this season, finally living up to the billing. I think that the Rangers are going to be a team that will be constantly nipping at the heels of the Boston Bruins. So if the Bruins fall asleep or injuries, uh, you know, doom them, I, I could see the Rangers slipping in there and making some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, unfortunately for Rangers fans, um, this resurgence did not happen quite soon enough. I mean, if this had been two or three weeks earlier, I think the Rangers would be in that last spot right now. Yeah, they're probably wishing it's a regular 82-game season, but in 56, you don't have a lot of room for maneuvering. And another team that's in there chasing them is the Philadelphia Flyers, but they've had quite the collapse down the stretch here. Yeah, it's tough times to be a Flyers fan right now. You know, they've got that mix of veterans and young guys, and there just seems to be a bit of a gap. Uh, the veterans are falling off, and the young guys just aren't picking up enough of the slack. Absolutely, and I, I think it's quite defeating when you have the types of losses that this team has, has had. They've had these massive blowout losses. I mean, the two against the Rangers that we just mentioned when Zabinijad got six points twice in a row against this team. I mean, it's unbelievable when you think about that this is a, a team, the Flyers team has lost by more than five goals at least seven times this year. So when it rains, it pours. Yeah, I mean, obviously you might have to question the mental toughness, uh, maybe the coaching staff not able to get them back on the rails quickly enough. Carter Hart, young goalie, emotional maybe. Um, it might have been too soon for him to take on all of this pressure. Yeah, the curse continues in Philly with the goalies. I still like his prospects long term, but this might not be the season for him or the Flyers. It's amazing when you think about JVR, James Van Riemsdyk. I felt kind of guilty that we left him out at our first uh, third show, but he's goalless in 16 games. Yeah, it's been a rough little stretch for him and the Flyers in general. Yeah, Claude Giroux, Jakub Voracek, uh, like I said, the veterans are not delivering, and the young guys might not be ready to uh, get in there and pick it up for them. I think if we're talking about the collapse of the Flyers, though, we have to look at their defense core as well. Uh, a lot of disappointments on the back end. Shane Gotsaspir was actually waived. Uh, he's back with the team. No one picked him up. He's making $4.5 million per season. Uh, they've also moved on from Eric Gustafson, who they thought would be a potential quarterback for their power play, traded to the Montreal Canadiens for a seventh-round pick. Yeah, it's been hurting, and all of this uncertainty on the blue line has put a lot on uh, Ivan Provorov's plate. And, you know, you don't want to put too much on one guy if you want to have a successful decor. Yeah, and how about Travis Sanheim and Philip Myers? Uh, neither of those guys have performed up to par. And even with Myers, they're now trying to move into a forward. It just seems strange. Yeah, yeah highly touted prospects who didn't pan out so far, I guess. Uh, and they really do miss the veteran presence of Matt Niskanen. That's right. That's true. He was a stabilizer, and uh, he retired in the offseason. They didn't really find anyone to take that role. Yeah, I think it's going to be really tough for Philly to, to get into the playoffs here. Yeah, long shot at best. Well, I cannot wait to see what will happen. This is one of my favorite times of the year. Every single game means so much. We'll see who gets those last few playoff spots. Okay, we're going to take a little break here. But uh, first, long-time listeners to the show are surely wondering uh, about Mark Chechnita's progress in his preparation for P.K. Subban's hat trick trivia show that he's been accepted into. Uh, how's it going, Mark? Well, as you know, John, it's uh, been a bit of an uneven process. Um, mm -hmm. You know, 
some adversity has been faced, but I think uh, we're back on the right track. Yeah, okay, so uh, we've prepared a little teaser. Um, we've actually produced a series documenting the whole process, and so we're gonna, we're gonna treat you guys to the, the teaser right now. Previously on the Rod Langway Fan Club Podcast. We have printed this application form for you here. <laughs> P.K. Subban's trivia show. Yeah, hat trick trivia. Congratulations, Mr. Chagnita. You have been selected to appear on P.K. Subban's NHL hat trick trivia. Yeah. I was born for this. We are going to be putting you through the ringer. Do you think you have what it takes to be a champion? One man. Guys? What the? Good morning. All right, 1969 Norris Trophy winner. Guys, it's 6.30 a.m. Get out. On a quest to be the best. First NHL team to wear white pants. Seriously? Do you want to be a champion? All right, all right. Let's do this after I wash my hair. 104 years of hockey trivia. Mark, pull up. How many Art Ross trophies did Marcel Dion win? Um, uh, one? Two game coaches. Whoa! Most shorthanded goals in one season. Mario Lemieux. Correct. And you're out of milk. Most career shutouts. From Flin Flon, Manitoba. Worst plus minus. Longest stick in the 1990s. Most penalty minutes one game. Heaviest skates. Shortest player. Fewest wisdom teeth. Most goals scored on April 1st. Fathers who were piano Born in Brazil. Wept toes. Players the longest penalty. Switched Toronto Maple. First class number three Enough! Done with you. This trivia. Endless yogurt sandwiches and Rod Langway. What? Whoa. The guy didn't even want to play for the Canadians and his mustache was subpar at best. <sighs> he needed to hit rock bottom. Told you guys, no more with the trivia. Mark, 83 Norris winner? Rod Langway. 84 Norris winner? Rod Langway. Also known as the Secretary of Defense? Rod Langway. The only NHLer born in Taiwan? Rod Langway. Before he could reach the top. All right, champ, keep going, keep going. Okay, what you got, what you got? Only US born conspite winner. Oh, Brian Leach, Brian Leach. Come on, keep it going, keep it going. Chris Osgood, 1997-98 GAA, 2.21. Come on, hit me, hit me, give it to me. Longest winning streak. The 1993 Pittsburgh Penguins, 17 wins in a row. Yeah, yeah, champ. Keep it going, keep it going. What seven teams did Doug Gilmore play for? <sighs> okay, okay. St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Calgary Flames. Yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. And the Montreal Canadiens. Making Mark. Premiering Saturday. Today? No, next Saturday. Next Saturday. All right, I cannot wait for this Saturday. Next Saturday. It's a Saturday. We're pretty sure it's a Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting show. I, I think by next episode, we'll have uh, you'll, you'll have been on the show, and we will be able to air the results for the audience. Yeah, nervous times in my life. A lot of sleepless nights, but I think I'm ready to rock. So what's up next? Well, what is always up at the end? We gotta hit the mailbag, guys. Sorry, sorry, what was the question? I would totally veto that. What kind of league are we running here anyways? I'll have to consult the rule book on that one. Remember the trade guidelines. Can we get some friendly questions here? 
guys have got to dress your players. Got to dress your players. Dress your players. Dress your players. Okay, everybody. This is everybody's favorite segment. This is Ask the Commish. Uh, you can get your questions in at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com or you can send us a tweet at rodlangwayfanclub or, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you like. Whatever you like. So what's up first? Well, we have a tweet here from Heesey Harry. And he just writes, what does the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast think about the Tim Peel firing? Now, for those of you that don't know, Tim Peel, longtime NHL referee, was dismissed early. He was about a month away from retirement, but he got caught on a hot mic, basically admitting to doing, you know, makeup calls, something we've all kind of suspected for years, but he actually got busted admitting it. Yeah, he also swore. On air, which wasn't such a good look. Well, for that NHL. happens all the time sure. with the hot mics. The players love dropping bombs. Yeah, it does. So, I mean, what do we think about this? It was quite the story when it first broke. Mark, what, what is your take on this? Well, you know, Tim Peel is a name that's always stood out to me, and for the wrong reasons. He was one of those refs when he was refing a game of my favorite team, the Montreal Canadiens, that I was always disappointed, always wary of the bad calls that he would make. And honestly... Don't let the door hit your buttocks on the way out, sir. I didn't care for you then, nor do I care for you now. Wow. I think that might be a little harsh, Mark. I mean, I agree with you. He wasn't the greatest referee. But let's be honest here. These are the types of calls that are made all the time in the NHL. And he was just saying the quiet part out loud and was caught doing it. And, I mean, especially in the playoffs. I mean, the playoffs are coming up, and we all know that this is a game that's officiated differently in the playoffs than it is during the regular season. And, you know, I think it's time for people to sort of just call the game as it is and call it down the middle. Yeah, well, that's the problem, though. They're trying to call it down the middle, and our definition of calling it down the middle is making sure that each team has roughly the same number of power play opportunities. But right, that's but that's not, not really the right way to think about it. I sure, think. I'm, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying call a penalty a penalty. If one team has four penalties in a period, then that's just four penalties. There are no makeup calls. Easier said than done. Maybe they should just bring in robots. Well, sure. Or drones. Drones hovering over the ice at all times. Yeah, maybe zapping the players for minor stick infractions. Sure. Yeah, no obstruction. Uh, we do have one more. we got to make this quick. Uh, this comes from the Therminator. And the Therminator asks, what's next for the Buffalo Sabres? Thanks for the question. Wow, what an awful losing streak they went through. Oh, what a shame. I think the first question on everyone's mind is, will Jack Eichel be a Sabre next season? Lots of trade talk. Yeah, absolutely. He wants out, it sounds like, and I don't necessarily blame him. I mean, it has been an absolute tire fire in Buffalo, not just this year. I mean, we could go back Five years, ten years? I mean, how far back do you want to go? When was the last time they made the playoffs? It's been a tough stretch. Yeah, uh, another building block they have is Rasmus Dahlin, former first overall. He's had a dreadful season, but he's still young. Lots of promise there. Yeah, I would say Dahlin is one of the brighter spots. Uh, two of the darker splotches on the team are the two contracts. I mean, Kyle Pozo and Jeff Skinner. Some of the worst contracts in hockey. Yeah, that's always tough when you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole like that and the salary cap will not be moving for the next few seasons, it looks like. And how about the goaltending? Well, I don't think Carter Hutton was the answer for Buffalo. Linus Allmark, um, they're looking to maybe re-sign him, but is he the answer either? They do have a young kid. His name is uh, Uko Pekka Lukanen. 
great name. Yeah, he yeah. was a 2017 second round pick. Uh, he's playing for the Rochester Americans right now, but they're going to need something more immediate to get through the next couple of seasons. They don't want to just throw him to the Wolves. Yeah, well, I'm sure there are a few Buffalo Sabres fans that would like to throw the Pagula ownership group to the Wolves. Yeah, well, hopefully this is rock bottom for the Buffalo Sabres and uh, better days are on the way. But hey, who knows? What is rock bottom? There used to be a bunch of Russian dissidents who said we've reached rock bottom until we heard somebody knocking from below us. Okay, well, on that bright note, uh, I think we're about done with our stretch run report. I can't wait to see how the playoff race shakes down. Yeah, and we'll be back with you in about a month from now with a playoff preview. Thanks. Hope you had yourselves a time. Well, I, I, I hope you had yourself a time. Hope you had yourself a time. Hope, hope you had time, 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 time